of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. On Lincoln Live today, Lincoln Public Schools Superintendent, Dr. Steve Joel. Welcome in, Steve. Hello, Dale. Every Friday, I go through, either on paper or mentally, a checklist to make sure that I have accomplished the tasks that I have to do before the weekend starts, before I get some time off. As this applies to the end of school coming up in just a matter of days, do you have a checklist? Yeah, my, my checklist is to get to Friday. So if I get to Friday, okay. I figure it's been a great week. No, no, seriously, we all have checklists, but so much of the end of school activities really takes place at the building level. And, you know, that's where the, the, the principals, you know, really, really have to work overtime and, of course, teachers as well. You know, just try and make sure that kids are got their work done, that, you know, if there's a promotion that's taking place, that they're in good position to be promoted, you know, any attendance issues. So there's a whole bunch of frenzied activity that takes place at the building level. And for us up here, it's, you know, a little, a little bit more like business is normal. I know 2020 was a challenging year, but you had the summer break there in the middle of the pandemic. So 2020's school year started under the pandemic, flipped over to 2021. Vaccines came out the first part of the year. Uh, Masks continue to be worn. The skill set necessary for remote learning just got honed finer and finer and better and better and more efficient all the time. Given all that, have you ever had a more challenging year as an educator or as an administrator? No, I haven't. And, you know, I, I will tell you that my uh, my wish and hope for, you know, future generations of educators is that you don't ever have a challenging year like this again. I mean, it's it, it's so difficult to maintain our focus on the most important thing we do, which is teaching and learning in an environment where, you know, there's a lot of, of uncertainty and some fear and you know, we, we've got some budgeting challenges, you know, on our general fund that, you know, we've been trying to work through as well and try to hire. You know, there's been some some really negative uh, news, national news about education and how does that impact, you know, recruiting. So, I mean, it, it's just you could just go down the list. Right. And, you know, I, I think I'm safe in saying that I can't remember a time where so many people have been so concerned and somewhat angry over decisions that we've made, right? And it's one of those things where, again, when you're in an environment where there's a lot of uncertainty, you know, what people want to hold on to and rely on that which they know best, and we're just not able to provide it with, a, with you know, in the midst of a pandemic. Now, I did say the other night at our school board meeting that next time we have a pandemic, if something were to resurge over the summer, we now have a playbook. But we were flying by the seat of our pants, no pun intended, with regard to how are we going to navigate this thing, right? So I look back on it now and I say, well, I understand why there was so much parent concern, student concern, staff concern. It's because we couldn't tell them what was going to happen next with any degree of sincerity. 
So that's been the challenge. But I do think we're over the worst of it. And now it's a matter of taking that 600-page pandemic plan and condensing it to maybe 60 pages for next year. And then earlier this week, the CDC approves vaccine for ages 12 and older, combined with improved community conditions. Uh, Lincoln Public School Administration redirecting staff to uh, reevaluate if remote learning, the program that's being established, would be viable next year, especially in the middle and high school levels where the vaccine is already available. So take us to that decision-making point. No final decision has been made yet on, uh, on that uh, remote program. Right. I, I've asked our team uh, teams to, to just do an evaluation of it. I mean, one of the things that um, that has been clear to me is that conditions have changed dramatically, right? So we, I look back at the beginning of the pandemic, you know, the CDC was telling us, Dr. Fauci was telling us, local medical people were telling us, we're not going to get people vaccinated till the fall. So we're, we're building a plan based on we're going to start school in, in, in like it is now, right? There's not going to be much change. But look at vaccinations. We're all 50% in Lancaster County. We uh, More than 1,000 high school students have been vaccinated. We're going to run another clinics next week. Now we understand that as, as early as next week, we're going to be able to, to dip into the middle schools. And so when, when, you, when you get to that point where anybody that wants to be vaccinated over the age of 12 is going to be vaccinated soon, then, then it calls into question, why do we need remote learning, right? Our schools are safe. If, 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 if people want to come into school because they're just not quite sure that, you know, it's as safe as what we're saying, I mean, certainly masks, you, you, can, you can always wear a mask if, if masks are no longer required. And, you know, we look at remote learners and the great distribution, they haven't done well, Dale. And, you know, that's a cause for our concern for us. And, you know, our teachers and, and administrators have said to us, you know, as hard as they've worked to connect with kids in a remote environment, you know, they're, they're just not giving us the 110 percent or the 100 percent that they would give us uh, while in personal attendance at school. So we, we couple all of that together and we think to ourselves, before we spend $3 million on a remote learning program that originally back in the fall, we had close to 4,000 students indicate an interest in remote learning. We're down around 7 to 720 or 30 now. And that number continues to, uh, to drift lower. Um, is, it, is it still a viable alternative? So, you know, I think uh, in terms of how we're going to analyze this, you know, let's look and see how many high school students are enrolled. I think we, uh, I certainly believe right now, based on enrollment, that kindergarten through fifth grade will probably have a remote learning program. But I want to make sure that before we go forward in middle and high school that, you know, we're, we're doing it for the right reasons. So that's why I put it out the last board meeting before the end of the school year. And, you know, we try to be as transparent as we can be. I didn't want to spring this on people um, the latter part of June. We've begun the hiring process. You know, admittedly, some teachers are, are concerned about what, you know, I've already made the commitment to go remote. You know, we're going to make sure we, t- we you know, we, we, we take everything into consideration before we make a final decision. And with only four days of school left, there's no way you'll have a decision made. So contacting parents will have to come during the summer. Yes. And, you know, we're getting a lot of let's talks this morning about what does this mean? And, you know, the reality of it is I'm just asking people to be patient because we'll come out with a plan as, as quickly as we can. And right now, the, the plan is still intact. Now, we have struggled, Dale, and this surprised me as well, too, because if you think back at the beginning of the pandemic, we had a lot of teachers come in saying, you know, we want to be remote teachers. 
that's not uh, that's not what's transpired with with the recruiting for the remote learning program. I think again, a lot of our teachers believe our schools have been safe, and and so we don't have quite the the active interest in it as we've had in the past. And in certainly in critical areas like special education, if we're going to do a program, you know, it's got to be a full service program. So I know that they were they were looking at some some pretty significant staff shortages. So we're just going to take it all into account probably not even meet on this until after school's out next week. Will summer school have a remote component? Um, I, 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 that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. I apologize. Um, I think so, but I don't want to be held to it. I, I think the goal is to, we want our kids back in school. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, the reality of it is we're, we're as, as convenient as remote learning might be to some, the reality of it is the best thing for kids is to be with their peers and be in front of a live teacher and to be accountable for their attendance to a much larger degree. So while I don't know what the decision was, was, has been made by the um, summer school staff, you know, I will tell you that the emphasis is really to please um, be in school in person. Steve, before we run out of time, uh, a macro look here at some of the money coming in from the feds to deal with uh, the COVID issue as it applies to education. Uh, States have until May 24th, I'm looking at the calendar, to disperse all the money for K through 12 schools from the Biden administration's America Recovery Plan uh, as it's trickled down to LPS. Has that happened to your knowledge here in Nebraska? Well, ESSER 1 and ESSER 2, which were the first two, um, you know, ESSER 1 was spent. That was all about PPEs. Mm-hmm. ESSER 2, uh, you know, learning loss and, you know, uh, again, equipment, um, operations, those dollars have been, you know, in process of being expended. And then we're awaiting further guidance on the big one, mm-hmm. which is the, the ESSER 3. And, and, you know, there's no mistaking it, Dale. We, we, we've got a lot of money coming our way. and. And with it, the accountability of doing everything we can to eliminate uh, and certainly narrow the learning loss that's occurred, primarily through the you know the students that were were remote learners. So we're going to be rolling out some some pretty uh, bold plans, I think, in the next few weeks that uh, folks will you know hopefully be excited about. But our parents and our students have to take advantage of this too because. It's going to be very difficult. Again, looking at remote learners, I was reading a national report that um, in the remote learning environment, it could be as much as a half of the year learning loss, right, on average across all grades. That's a mighty steep hill to climb. And and we said it's not that bad in Lincoln, not as bad as that in Lincoln. And if anybody could could accelerate learning uh, learning gains. It's going to be us, right? So we've got less than 13% of our kids now are remote learners. That's been a major, major help to us in terms of um, aggregate student performance. So we have some work to do on that. But, you know, wherever, whenever there's dollars, there's accountability. And I know that um, some people are confused that, you know, why are we making $7.5 million in general fund budget cuts when we're getting, you know, all this uh, the stimulus money? And the reality of it is it's two completely different piles of dollars. Mm-hmm. And we lost close to 600 students last year, uh, first enrollment decline in a lot of years, probably two, two and a half decades. And we have to account for that in the funding formula. And, you know, of course, as valuation goes up, that, that lowers uh, state aid. And so we've got to live the fight for a couple, three more years. 
I will tell you, uh, uh, very early uh, returns tell us that we're getting a lot of those homeschool kids back, which is, you know, what we'd hoped once we came through this pandemic. So we should be getting back on the enrollment growth track, you know, very, very quickly. And, and that will help us out budgetarily. I'll expect to see some confetti and uh, balloons outside the windows of the administration office a week from today. Well, I might be the one that does it if I can figure out how to open up these egress windows. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if anybody, anybody at all deserves to mix in some fun during a summer, it's you, your administrative staff, and teachers in Lincoln's public schools. Mix in some fun. Mix in. Thanks, Dale. I appreciate it. You bet. Have a great summer, Steve. We'll continue to talk to you every month. You too. Lincoln Public Schools Superintendent Dr. Steve Joel here today on Lincoln Live.